The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Lizer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Welcome in another edition of the Movie Zone. I'm Austin Horton here with Adrian Lizer, and we're excited to take a moment, just a brief moment, three days a week. Okay, an hour long, three times a week. That's brief in the span of a week, three hours out of how many hours are in a week. That we just talk movies and not sports. Yes. Now, sometimes they meld together, yep. but especially like right now, I'm I'm just as excited as everyone about fall camp starting and the tour of Utah coming right around the corner and Utah Jazz training camps are, are right coming up and FIBA mm-hmm. and this is an exciting time, but it doesn't mean that we have to just be that. No. We can have other interests. Right. Interests are good. It's good to be eclectic, I think. I won't agree until I know what that word means. I think it means in abundance of. Oh, I thought it was one of those little uh, donut things with the cream inside it. I think it's also one of those. Okay. But I like the eclectics. If you say so, I see what you've done there. Uh, if you say something like, I have an eclectic music taste, it means you listen to all forms of music. Would you rather be eclectic or eccentric? Mm-hmm. Or existentialist? I think I'd rather be eclectic, because I feel like I could fit into any group. Ah, you know, whereas if, if you're eccentric... If I'm eccentric, people might think I'm weird. I'm a little eccentric as it is. People think I'm weird. And if I was existential, <laughs> no one would want to be around me, because I'd be staring at this phone and saying, a phone, but what is a phone? Why is it spelled phone? <laughs> Are we all phones? <laughs> Are we all Are phones? We all phones? Uh, what you want to be is eclectically eccentric. I'm with you. Okay. There you go. And that's what we'll aim for this show to be this A-B-C. week. ABC. What? I don't know. This sounds like a kid's show for a second. Why? Like we're singing the ABCs, teaching them words. Oh, and these are all the E words, yes, you know? Exactly. Eclectic, Today's eccentric, letter is E. That would be like Sesame Street for PhDs. If they're going, instead of like egg, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> True. And, and and I can't think of another easy E word. Unfortunately, easy. what we're talking about today doesn't really have the letter E in it very much. Why? What are we talking about today? The Entertainment. Movies, the new movie that's coming ah, out. Like but the entertainment name of it does. Yeah. Well, we but you're getting out of about... town, too. You're getting one last, I am. one last hurrah before we really get into it. This is I'm... kind of the year, time of year where we all try to get out at least once. I am going to see Grandma. Uh, she lives down south and not in Provo, Ute fans. Oh. That's not where she, I'm not going on vacation to Provo. But uh, but down uh, near St. George, going to get out, swing the sticks, do nothing else. That's the way to do it, grandma man. grandma around the house. And That's the way to do it. Ignore all of uh, everyone here at the zone for a few days. I would do that, too. That's, I won't ignore you and Tony, but everyone else. Everyone else. You're dead to me Go through next me. Tuesday. Because he won't respond to you. <laughs> Just kidding. Ish. All right, Ish. now let's uh, let's talk about some movies. Before we do talk about last week's movies, this week's movies, lots of rumors and news, by the way, to get to this week. Yeah, it's going to be a ton. Sometimes we don't have enough time, I feel, to talk about the rumors and news out there. So I'm excited this, uh, this episode will be heavy with it. Uh, but the box office report, looking backward last week, 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I'm assuming, did really well. It did. It brought in $40 million domestically, which is a pretty good opener for a movie of that kind. The number one of the weekend was still The Lion King, Austin. Brought in another $76 million on the weekend. Been out a couple weeks now. Doing really well. In fact, it has cracked our top five. Uh, Lion King has. Of the worldwide. It passed Toy Story 4 already. So it knocked Toy Story 4 out of there. Um, it is at $999 million. So really, probably as we're speaking right now, it's over a billion. Like wow. someone right now is purchasing a ticket to and go see the, Lion King. the billionth dollar. And you're the billionth dollar. Uh, Aladdin has also cracked a billion. And, uh, and then Spider-Man Far From Home, Captain Marvel, and um, Avengers Endgame. So by my count, if you are owned by the Disney company, you made <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. $8 billion so far this year just in movies. You made Disney $8 billion. Right. Yeah. These movies all... You didn't make $8 billion, No, no, no. Your movies made Disney $8 billion. Now, if your last name's Disney, you also got $8 billion. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Uh, did you... I saw this headline on Forbes. Lion King joins the $100 million losers club as it nears $1 billion. And I thought, what... what? Are we taking the the what could that possibly mean criticism of Lion King so far that oh it made too much money is how I took that headline. I was like, what? What do you mean, hundred million dollar losers club? So I read into it. What they're talking about is that from first weekend box office to second weekend box office, the drop was sixty percent or more. Oh, so like it exploded onto the scene. And then the second weekend was way below what the first Why weekend was. Why does that matter if you crack a billion? So they, they made 191.8 the first weekend, and then they made 75.5 the second weekend, $100 million mm. essentially lower. You so. know what that says to me? It says it's just kind of a, which is fine, it's just a one-go kind of film, which means a lot of people went, I mean, a ton of people went the first weekend, obviously. Yes, we waited for a year and, and a half for it. Maybe you didn't want to see it again, but you're glad. I don't really have any plans to go see it in the theaters. Whereas Avengers Endgame, which is now the highest grossing movie of all time, passing Avatar, I think people went to that multiple times. And in fact, here's the other movies in the club. Ready? So Lion King, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, that didn't do that well. That piece of crap. <laughs> uh, Captain America, The First Avenger. Considered one of the best uh, Avengers movies. And then a little ditty called The Dark Knight. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, we're scraping the barrel of movies here. Sure, yeah, that's those are the <laughs> bottoms. Yeah. So uh, it's not a bad place to be. Like the Batman trilogy, one of the most successful movie trilogies of all time. It's also, by the way, the 12th biggest second weekend gross of all time. That Lion King had on their second. Well, I don't understand this <laughs> so, article. Then this article, why are you? It's just written to write. <laughs> the guy, the guy had five hundred words guy, to fill. Yeah, he owed five hundred words. <laughs> so he just sat down and argued with 100 himself. One hundred million. Instead of writing the number, wrote out the entire. <laughs> what the hyphen? Yeah, exactly. Because that counts as a word. Bang! That's six words right there. <laughs> So there Jeez. you go. We're really, yeah, that's, I think your point is. I'm so over the hate for Yeah, Lion your King. point is so, I'm so over the hate of so many movies. <laughs> True. <laughs> but you're right about that. That's all that is. It's just like, we're, we want to prove it's bad so badly that we're going to say it lost too much money. We're going to show you how much money it's made and say that that's a bad thing. Right. All right. 
Thank you, Forbes. Wow. All right. Keep counting the Dallas Cowboys pennies for right, us, will exactly. you? And then uh, stick to that. Yeah, the one article I read in Forbes every week. <laughs> so, so Lion King doing well. Doing well, yes. Once it, upon a time, $40 million. Pretty good for what it is. I mean, that's definitely a niche film. Would you expect it to make more this time around in its second weekend than it made mm. its first weekend? Probably not because it's really hard to do that. I think it's going to be close to it what might it be made. Close, yeah. I, I can't think of many movies that made more the second week it came out, though. That'd be a good uh, research project to figure but out. But maybe movies like Get Out, something like that, where there was not a lot of hype, and then it would have to be some sort of cultish classic where mm-hmm. it came out, no one really knew what it was, and then all of a sudden the buzz started picking yeah. up. Which, that's not this, no. but I do feel like the diehard Tarantinos went, and the lights, like myself, right. will be going. Yeah. And so it'll be about the same as it was the first weekend. Mm. So. I'm guessing we'll have to look back next week. That'll be interesting to watch. All right, so there's the box office report. Uh, Oh, did we give all five top for the year? Okay. Lion King, Aladdin, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Avengers. And then we talked about Disney's very... And Toy Story 4, (laughs) just out of the top five, but doing well also. Uh, A lot of people didn't like Toy Story 4 either, by the way. Sure, they didn't. It only made a billion dollars. We're back (laughs) on it, Austin. (laughs) What is wrong with all of critics? It's, I know. All right. So, enjoy the movies. Again, we've all forgotten to have fun. How to have fun. We've all forgotten. Not you and I, because we we come in and we say, what's wrong with you people? I mean, I yell from time to time, but that's fun for me. But you've (laughs) continued to have fun. We need to all be uh, Robin Hood, uh, Robin Williams, not Robin Hood. Or Robin Hood. Robin Williams going back learning about how he used to be Peter Pan. And remember... Remember, Peter. Yes, great example. There you are, Peter. Great example. All right, uh, coming out. This isn't it. You're not looking for the scary clown behind every door. I never will be looking for the scary clown. Yeah. All right, there you go. Box office report. Congrats to those who are very rich and richer even still. Okay, let's uh, dial out to the movie's own phone because there is a movie coming out this week that I don't suspect will be the... It won't get any Oscar talk. It won't be setting any box office records. Well, you think so? But there's a particular crowd that I know will fill the theaters to see it. Mm-hmm. And I think some of you that might be outside that crowd would enjoy it too. Here it is the movie's own phone. Hello, and welcome to Movie Zone Phone for the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. For popular movies and showtimes, please press 1. For Toy Story 4, please press 1. For Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, please press 2. For Hobbs and Shaw, please press 3. You've selected Hobbs and Shaw, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jason Statham, and Idris Elba. For plot description, please say, tell me more. Tell me more. Ever since hulking lawman Hobbs, a loyal agent of America's diplomatic security service, and lawless outcast Shaw, a former British military elite operative, first faced off 2015's Furious 7. The duo have swapped smack talk and body blows as they've tried to take each other down. But when cyber-genetically enhanced anarchists gain control of an insidious bio-threat that could alter humanity forever, and best, a brilliant and fearless rogue MI6 agent who just happens to be Shaw's sister, the two sworn enemies have partnered up to bring down the only guy that might be patterning themselves. 
Hobbs and Shaw is rated PG-13. For tickets and showtimes, please visit megaplextheaters.com. The Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. You know me, Adrian, I'm not a big Fast and the Furious guy. Mm-hmm. Even when I accept it for what it is, mm-hmm. I still am not really that into it. Mm-hmm. When, when I don't look at it as a, a real taking itself seriously action movie, and I look at it as kind of a goofy over the top type thing, I still am like, yeah, it's fine. It's not, it, I'm not, I don't hate it, but I certainly don't love it. It's just there, and, I, and I'm fine with it. Hobbs and Shaw, though, I think might be... Now, this this is a real loose tie-in, a real loose uh, parallel. But a little like Thor Ragnarok was for those who aren't really into comic book movies. Hmm. Those who aren't really into the Fast and the Furious movies might have a good time seeing Hobbs and Shaw. Because it's a different flavor of sorts. I, I could see that. We don't. There aren't a lot of spin-offs in movies I was trying to think of it like there's the Fantastic Beasts movies there's I would I would agree with you some of the Avengers movies are certainly I mean you can watch Thor Ragnarok and there are of course like some plot lines you have to know but not really right and you'll laugh and you'll laugh and uh, this franchise it has come a long way from how it started that's for sure and it's made a ton ton of money worldwide as a franchise i mean remember furious seven made one and a half billion mm-hmm. uh and that was and only i mean it's it's gone from the first movie let's see the fast and the furious made 207 million dollars when was that 2003 when 2001 2001 that's when the you know how old i was in yeah. 2001 remember how cool the fast and the furious was i was in ninth grade like um Good grief. Uh, how come I'm spacing out his name now that he's passed away? Of course, Paul, no. Walker. Paul Walker. Like, Vin Diesel is so cool. Like, man, I almost had you. You almost <laughs> had me. Like, it spawned video games. Right. It spawned, it, 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 all kinds of stuff. It, uh, you know, street it racing became street cool. Street racing, the NOS. I'd never heard of NOS. And now it's an energy drink. Like, <laughs> I've never, like. That's NOS, but anyway. And, and the rapper. Nitri- I don't know. Well, n- yeah, true. Nitrous <laughs> oxide, like. I didn't know you could ever push a button and all of a sudden you're going 600 miles an hour. Yeah. And yeah. so, but then they're robbing stuff. It's come a long way from that. And then Tokyo Drift and all this. And now they're, like we joke about, they're hanging off of submarines racing across glaciers. So you're going to get what you're going to get mm-hmm. out of the movie. But yeah. it's an incredibly popular franchise. But I'm interested, like you say, in how this one's going to do. I would say based on how the previous ones have done they've gotten two in a row that went over a billion Hmm. so maybe and these are kind of the pop some popular characters with um with Hobbs and shaw obviously with jason statham and the rock so we'll see i assume it's gonna make a lot of money for that crowd though yeah but they're gonna turn out for it yes uh it's kind of like a buddy cop of sorts movie they're not cops right but Hobbs and shaw it sounds like a that sounds like a buddy cop movie. Like Hobbs and Starsky Shaw. And Hutch, They're on the like, case. Yeah, right. Uh, but that's not uh, our guy, Larry Tassoni. I wanted to share his thoughts okay. with you about this movie. Of course, he's a frequent guest here on the show, and he buys the the movies for Megaplex theaters to put it in simple terms. Yes. What his job is, uh, he says it was a very fun film. Johnson and Statham have great chemistry. Their back and forth is extremely funny. Idris Elba was just as entertaining as the villain, and Kirby more than holds her own amongst her castmates. The film has a strong message of family while still providing tons of nonstop action, great surprises that the audience will love, and overall it is a great quote-unquote 
popcorn movie and should be a big hit as we wind down the summer. Popcorn movie. How do you what I think we know what he's meaning by popcorn movie. Uh, you're eating your popcorn and you can get up and leave and get a refill and come back and not feel like you missed a ton. You check your brain out right. for two hours. Right. Forget about the bills at home, the yeah. boss at work, the kids with the babysitter, and, you and you're just there. Out, yeah, you can always check out on that movie. Fine. Like, how many of us go home and we turn something on? Last night, I turned on Great British Bake Off and didn't even watch half of it. It was on it was in front of you. It was just on in front of me, and I was just like twiddling on my phone, and I looked up, and oh, that's a nice looking... Cupcake. Cupcake. <laughs> Whatever, Whatever they make on I, that. I, that. Why are people into those shows? I love that show. I'm why? obsessed. They're all, they're all British. I'm not they're hating all... you for like it. Explain to me why... Because I've tried to watch the the Do It Yourself show or whatever uh-huh. it's called with Nick Offerman and, and Amy Poehler. I've tried to watch Cupcake Wars back in the day. I've tried to watch the the she- Iron Chef, uh, Chopped. Mm-hmm. Tried to watch Great British Bake Off. I don't care about people baking things. It's just like it's they're all so nice. They're all so British and like like the judges are funny and they just you know like. Look, he made a lion out of a loaf of bread. Like, I don't know. It's just easy watching, which is so the point. So I'm right. I wouldn't like this. You might show. not. I don't know. I think your little child would probably like it. Just having It's just like brightly colored and things. You could just throw it on. <laughs> the only cooking show I ever liked was Alton Brown. But it also has the like elimination factor. Like somebody has to go home every week and... Is there backbiting and gossip? No, they're all so nice. Oh, that's boring. But anyway, this is kind of a movie where it's just on and... If you look away from the explosion hitting you in the face, like, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's also one where you don't have to have seen literally any of the Fast and Furious to enjoy this movie. I would assume that's the case. Yeah. Unlike, like, Avengers Endgame, if you showed up, like, Hans, without ever seeing one Avengers movie or one superhero movie, it's like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Mm-hmm. I would assume, like, you may miss some Easter eggs, but... Yeah, but you'll get the movie. Yeah, you'll get the movie. So, that all being said... What are you uh, awarding this? A go, a don't go, a matinee, a five dollar Tuesday? I would just say go. I don't know if I'll see it because I, I usually get to these movies eventually. But I think, like you said, there's a crowd that's going to go and they're going to show up in force, and people love these movies. So I have nothing wrong, nothing wrong with going to a movie that's not quote unquote a good movie. You know, like a like a film. There's nothing wrong with going to these movies and just enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if like if he drives a Ferrari off of one roof onto another, like cool. Like could it happen in real life? No. You don't pause it and, and go, now see the, the trajectory There's of no the way this, this is the, unbelievable. Let me prove to you yeah. with the Pythagorean theorem yeah. why this is impossible. Yeah. Uh, if you I would suggest going to this, especially if your name is Tony or Natalie Parks and you've literally seen every other movie. This is a good time for this to come out for you, because it's a good mo- good enough movie for you to spend a few bucks at the movie theater to go just check out and have a good time. It's got a good cast, you know, Helen Mirren, Idris Elba, J- I love Jason Statham. Are they, are they talking about Helen Mirren in this thing? She's in it. Okay, because a few months ago they were talking about a secret oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cast member that was supposed to not be credited, but if it's there on the internet, then we're not spoiling anything. No, it's, it's here. All right. Uh, so there you go, Hobbs and Shaw. I'll give it a go for literally anybody who just wants to forget about life yeah. and enjoy a few a few hours away from the world in a movie that ultimately doesn't matter and won't do anything for your soul. Mm-hmm. But you can kick back a cola, have some popcorn, and you know what? This might be the one time, Adrian, I'd make an exception and tell you, go ahead and put your feet up. 
Yeah. Take your shoes off. Put your feet up. <laughs> no, I didn't say take your shoes oh, off. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Put sorry. your feet up. Sorry. All right, so there you go. That's the movie's own phone this week. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Coming up next, we'll launch our poll question. In fact, let's launch it now. Okay. Get your responses on the other side. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but a couple of main cast members. A couple of bald is beautiful out there. Are bald and beautiful. Yes. Jason Statham, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Also, both of them. Bald uh, and beautiful. If Maybe I do say Zelda so has his uh, head shaved in this, too. I don't know. It's low buzzed, low buzz cut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, low fade, but it's not a close fade, but it's not bald. It's not the same. There's also not flowing locks. So there's a bald theme. And uh, as the president of team uh, of the bald is beautiful hashtag, right. I thought we'd launch a bald is beautiful poll question. And I love your theory on it. What's my theory? If it's going, it's gone, man. man. Just, just shave it. it down. Own it. As, unfortunately, Gordon Monson reminds us constantly... Jack Palham once said, confidence is very sexy. Right. There's a lot of uh, sex appeal to a bald head if you're owning it. Yeah. If you're hiding from it, if, if you're trying to cover life, it. Right. If you yeah. just embrace it. If there's, that, if there's anything I've learned from like makeover shows on television, just embrace it. Work with what you have. Work with what you have yeah. and you can make it look good. So that all being said, strangely as we said it, the poll question this week is, who are your favorite bald actors? At Austin Horton, at AP Lizer. I had no idea there were so many. We've gotten a few responses. Uh, and uh, it is also fun because every time a bald actor gets put on my timeline, I'm like, hmm, could they play me in the Zone movie that we're casting? I think it's got to be Jason Alexander. I know you put... What the? What's that supposed to mean? Because he jokes about being bald on Seinfeld. And it's... One of my favorite running things and, through, a, through a series. And my sort of personality on The Zone is similar to George Costanza. We're in a society. <laughs> a little neurotic. I, and I'm thinking of like the one where Elaine's boyfriend has been shaving his head forever. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's John actually, Michael Higgins. He's actually gone, going bald. Jerry's like, is he from the future? <laughs> and, then, and then George takes a look at it and says, you're bald, my friend. Yep. Like that kind of thing. So let us know at Austin Horton, at AP Lizer, who's your favorite bald actors. We'll get to those on the other side. Still to come, big rumors and news out of Marvel mm-hmm. in regards to a few characters who saw their run come to an end. Or did they? Dun, dun, dun. That and more on this week's edition of The Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Lizer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Movie Zone, Austin Horton, Adrian Lizer. Yes, the soundtrack of the week is the theme song to Veronica Mars. Did you ever get into Veronica Mars? You know, I actually just started watching it because my friend told me to watch it. And so, Did you start from the beginning. Yeah, I've started from the beginning. That's it, when it's really good. I'm into season two now. Oh, it's just about to get really good. Um, I didn't know though that it was it's was created by Rob Thomas. No, not of Matchbox Twenty, but the 
television version of Rob Thomas, who also does <laughs> I Zombie, which is a show I really enjoy. So, and not Rob Zombie, not Rob Zombie. Although Rob Thomas does make a cameo in an episode of I Zombie. Life that's finds the a Ronnie, way. Life finds a way because that's the running joke is that people think he's that Rob Thomas. Okay. Still wears a leather jacket, man. Does he? Yep. <laughs> that thing's never gone away. Uh, He's too I, smooth for that. I loved the original uh, season of Veronica Mars, and then they came back, and it was one of those shows that got canceled too soon, mm. and there was still enough followers, so the TV executives made a bad decision, canceled a show that was actually just catching on, Right. and they've done a movie. Now the final quote-unquote season is on Hulu right now, mm. and Eric... Uh, Eric uh, uh, Enrico Colantoni, who plays Veronica Mars' dad, mm, is bald. Is bald. And what is your favorite Enrico Colantoni movie, Adrian? I cannot tell you that, but what yes, I can, can tell you, yes. my favorite thing he's been in is also a show that was canceled too soon, and that's The Invisible Man. I didn't know he was in The Invisible Man. Yeah. Uh, he was in Galaxy Quest. Oh, well, yes, obviously. Yeah, you're right. That's With number one. Tony Shaloub. And then he was on Monk with Tony Shalhoub as a former uh, fellow cop. Anyway. Monk. We've gone down the wormhole. We really have. Wow, I think it was always. The Invisible Man. So I need to the, find that. That's the soundtrack of the week, just uh, Veronica Mars theme song. Oh, and also Just Shoot Me. Ah. With David Spade. Now that's a show I really enjoy. That was a good show. All right, uh, let's get to uh, some poll question responses. We're looking for your favorite bald actors, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jason Statham. They uh, have a movie out called Hobbs and Shaw. Idris Elba is also in this show. We're asking you for your favorite bald actors. Jeremy Christensen, uh, my guy, our guy, says Stanley Tucci. I messed up. Oh, no. It was another bald actor that I confused him for. We're not all the same, Adrian. I know, but uh, that was Paul Ben Victor, who was of course. In, in Invisible Man. So. All right. Well, he was invisible, so I don't blame you. My bad. All bald people have that same look, like you've said. That's right. We, we're all in lineups across America daily. <laughs> anyway, Stanley Tucci. America's prisons are filled with innocent bald men, um, Adrian. I don't know about that. All right. Uh, so, Stanley Tucci. And said. Jason Alexander are the ones that pop into Jeremy's head. If you've never seen Undercover Blues, go rent it. Muerte is my favorite Stanley Tucci character. Uh, Rusty says... Uh, Bruce Willis, as he's bald now. He is now. Worst Bruce Willis role ever has to be Ocean's 12. Easily. And yes. also, probably the dumbest plot line I've ever seen. Like That, ma- that movie's bad. But Let's that, be real. That It was okay. But no, that, it wasn't. Out of all the oceans, it's the worst. It, yes. Um, but that scene, I was like, really? This is what you're going to do? <laughs> you're going to pretend she looks like Julia Roberts because she's played by Julia Roberts? It was dumb. It was dumb. Really, really dumb. Uh, Landon, my brother, sends in J.K. Simmons, Mm. as does Danifin Mitchell, my Twitter brother. Says J.K. Simmons, hands down. Uh, My brothers, Austin Franklin and Ashton (laughs) Lawrence, they both say Samuel L. Jackson. I like that answer. Cameron Francis gives us your pick to play me, Jason Alexander. Uh, as George Costanza, and he has the gif of him fluffing out the sides of his hair with uh, the NYPD blue guy in the background. What's his name? What's that actor's name? The bald detective from NYPD blue. We'll have to look it up. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he could be also on this list. He could be if we remembered his name. Um, there's some <laughs> I'm Pat- looking it up right now. Some Patrick Stewart's out there from Star Trek. Oh, is it Telly? Patrick Stewart's a good answer. Yes. Yeah. 
bald guy NYPD blue. It is uh, Dennis Franz. Ah, yes. That's, it was right on the tip Not of my Tully tongue. Not Tully um, We're getting a Danny DeVito here. He's so funny and always sunny. So. Uh, he's bald. I know he's, I know he's bald. But, okay, all right, we'll accept it. Fine. We'll Why accept. wouldn't you? Well, there's been some times when he's not bald, but... Well, Bruce Willis hasn't always true, been bald. True, true. Um, here's, speaking of someone who's not always bald, but whom you really like, that's Tilda Swinton. I love Tilda in, Swinton. In um, Doctor Strange. Yep. And also in Avengers Endgame. And also in Harry Potter. Just kidding. As... <laughs> Voldemort? No, I get her and uh, Emma Thompson oh, Emma mixed Thompson. up. I was like, I think that was Rafe. Don't call me Ralph. <laughs> Fine. Lance tweets in the principal from Back to the Future. I don't remember who plays him. Do you remember that no, guy's I name? No, I don't. I think there's a story behind it. Anyway. A couple of John Malkoviches. Like that answer. Uh, and uh, Terry Crews from oh. Jeff Wilcox. He's so funny in um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. If you, don't, is, if you yeah. need a good television show just to binge through. And he's probably the saving grace of America's Got Talent this time around. Yeah, I saw him on that. I don't watch that show, but it, I saw it like it was on in the background somewhere. He's good on it. And he was um, he was hosting now. He's the, Played yeah, in the, the, NFL he's like the stage bit, host. Yeah. He did. Yep. Brandon says, he counts, right? It's not totally gone, but still, Larry David. Right. That's It's Seinfeld gone. And, Kirby and if he wanted to, he could... Shave the sides. Who's the guy that plays Tobias Fuque? Uh, David Cross? Yes. Colton, Colton Odell. Oh, my other brother sends that in. How many uh, brothers do you have? Tobias uh, from uh, Arrested Development. You know who I really like is Tony Hale. Also from Arrested Development. And, also, and in Veep, yeah. The guy that played uh, Ted on Scrubs, the bald attorney. Oh, yeah. Well, Who, by the way, is currently fighting for his life. Really? Yeah, oh, he's that's got too a, bad. He's got a cancer. But it's actually he's turned, he's made a turn for the better. Just a mate, late, like so. really great like singer and everything. And uh, he's got a brand new little family. Sam Lloyd. Sam Lloyd. Just an amazing guy. An amazing person. Yeah. Who happened. He was in this musical group. The like Bill Lawrence yeah. discovered him and yeah. said, I want you on this show. And then he brought the musical group into the show. Remember, he was in... Everything can return to Seinfeld or Scrubs. Okay. Because remember, in Seinfeld, he's the one who has all the TV guides. Yep. And he's obsessed with... He's obsessed with Elaine. Elaine, yeah. Exactly. Hello, Elaine. He was just fledgling around until Bill Lawrence put him on Scrubs. So So many... I was I went through the that show and just so... Like, Mariska Hargitay is in an episode. I was thinking, she's been on SVU for... 29 years mm-hmm. and she started on Seinfeld so we on and on and on, on, and on the yeah. people who have started their careers there yeah. and then speaking of Telly Savalas and Kojak Phil Snyder says Telly Savalas hashtag Kojak so thanks for playing along bald actors <laughs> made me feel better about myself uh, yeah I, I know this this poll question meant a lot to you so it hit me right here in did. the old bald heart hit you right there on the on the dome <laughs> the dome all right. You have said one of your greatest talents is shaving your head without it's cutting kinda, it. It's kind of cool. I've I, never seen a cut on your head, and I've known you, you for years. And you never year. will. Yeah. Then now I'll just slice my head tomorrow. Of shaving but. volition. I don't know. Maybe you <laughs> run into a door frame or something, you know. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we'll wrap up this week's edition of The Movie Zone with a lot of movie news and rumors, including is death really death in the Marvel <laughs> Universe? And 
uh, a couple of trailers that have uh, have got my blood pumping mm-hmm. through my bald little heart. Coming up next here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Leiser on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Final segment of this week's edition of The Movie Zone. Austin Horton, Adrian Leiser with you. Uh, once again, soundtrack of the week. Veronica Mars. Check it out on Hulu. Right this is now. the new version of that song. Yeah, originally by the Dandy Warhols. I think that's their name. I don't know if that's for sure their name. It's mm-hmm. close to Andy Warhol. But anyway, and now this uh, new version on the Hulu season. All right, uh, let's get some movie news and rumors out there. Let's start with the trailers real quick. Okay. Uh, Cats. Rebel Wilson, by the way, says she's really proud of how everyone's just hated the trailer for Cats. It's not. It's a Broadway that I've show that I've never really. I never. I love Broadway, but I never really got into that one. And it just creeps me out. Okay. That trailer. Oh yeah, come on, it's nightmare. Remember how yeah. we all lost our minds over Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. Now they're not going to remake this one because you can't redo everything. Mm-hmm. But creeped when, me out a little. When I saw the trailer for it, I thought it was one of those bad Fox live musicals, that, like <laughs> Sound of Music. Too. Honestly, and, I did. Yeah. And uh, Grease. I thought it was going to be that. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you this about Cats. Beautiful music. Maybe the dumbest story in art history it's so stupid (laughs) it doesn't even connect it makes no sense but terrific music if you can just listen to the soundtrack (laughs) wonderful but this movie looks pretty freaky and then uh, the other one that got me excited is The Irishman Martin Scorsese doing a yet a surprise here a a gangster history movie Uh, this one uh, this one about uh, Jimmy Hoffa played by Al Pacino uh, also in this movie, Bob De Niro aged backward with technology, so made to look a lot younger. Mm-hmm. And Joe Pesci, who at times in the movie is made to look anciently old. So kind of cool technology, really fascinating story. Not going to be a family night movie to go see. No. But it's a Scorsese gangster movie based on real history. I think I'll be seeing that. Yeah, and uh, Joe Pesci is just made to play gangster roles and he hasn't done it very often uh since the beginning of his career but i'm glad to see him back and scorsese of course is incredible so i assume we're gonna get a great movie i i I would think so as well it'll it'll be in some select theaters for a few days before it hits netflix yeah kind of a weird release going on there oh interesting so there you go watch for the irishman coming out um austin venom 2 is going to be coming out because Venom 1 was great. Uh, it found its success in mm. the world of superhero films. Mm. Um, but the director is Ruben Fleischer will not be returning. So the rumor is Andy Circus will be busting into the directorial side of things to helm. The, the what side of things? Directorial. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I only I heard half that word. I don't know if you like paused and dirt. I, I did a little rectorial. bit because okay. I was reading what he has done. Now he has directed a couple things, but he hasn't really done much. Known, of course, for his motion acting, which he's incredible. Of course, Gollum and mm-hmm. um, Caesar from Planet of the Apes. But you know, I thought he was really good in Black Panther as like the crazy weapons dealer. So I liked him in Long Shot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I forgot he was in yeah. that. Remember we came out like who? I thought is it was that? John Stewart. With a bunch of makeup on. Yeah. 
It was Andy Circus with a bunch of makeup on. And so uh, I think he's going to, I think he'll do a good job on that. Uh, all right. Finally, this for me. Marvel Cinematic Universe's uh, Infinity Saga, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Not going to give you any spoilers here if you haven't seen it, but there are some characters that I'm sure you've heard by now die in Avengers what? Endgame. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who they are. Mm-hmm. I think that there's still a moratorium on announcing that. Looking at you, Gordon Monson, who's gone around all week spoiling certain things from yesterday and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for everyone here at The Zone. But... Uh, executive of, uh, EVP of production for Marvel Studios Victoria Alsonzo said this about the characters when asked is that it for those characters she said quote in our world meaning the Marvel Universe in our world dying is just a state of mind close quote right because they could do <laughs> origin stories where someone's going to come by I mean they can do anything Here's what she just said. How many how many Tony Stark holograms are there going to be for the rest of the... I mean, if he were to ever oh, pass shoot. away. Or... Okay, this is, we don't need to spoil it. This is so far removed <laughs> that... Sorry, I just no, ruined it stop. for you. Maybe. 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 Sorry. You don't know. Perhaps. But uh, you know what she really just said there, Adrian? What? If a character really makes us a lot of money... Well, bring them back. They're never really dead. Right. And dead, it, but not gone. Right. So. Chris Evans wants to be young again. I mean, sorry. <laughs> right. That's it for movie news and rumors. I've got one more oh, small Marvel one. I'm just going to add it to that. Ryan Reynolds has been putting funny uh, pictures out there about teasing how Deadpool may be joining this next phase somewhere along okay. the line in the Marvel universe. Now that the Fox acquisition is yeah. official with Disney, now they can really put start putting them yeah. in places. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I wouldn't either, but I love the R-rated Deadpool version. They can do that still. They, they could for a standalone. I don't think they're going to make many R-rated Avengers-style movies. No, though. that's true. Yeah. All right, now, Adrian, before we get out of here, uh, I wanted to throw a bone uh, to the local filmmakers here in the state of Utah. Which we always enjoy talking to. Specifically, a guy named Brian Finn, F-I-N-N, who is, uh, has made a movie called... Uh, well, I'll let you. I'll let him explain the movie. But he called into Utah Carson's last weekend, uh, of course, which I host every Saturday, mm-hmm. ten to noon, with Mark Miller Subaru, uh, and uh, he answered the poll question of the day, which was, "Tell us your quick little getaway vacations here in the state of Utah to round out your summer with something you can drive to and not you know, kill the bank and also get back mm-hmm. for work over the weekend." And so his he called in to answer that question. And then shared with us uh, about the info of the movie that he's making. I would say the one of the cool unknown places. I I just we just filmed a uh, film out there, and it was the Little Grand Canyon, which is south of Utah. I mean, south of uh, Provo a bit by Castledale, and it's a little wood sign about thirty miles off off the road, and you can literally drive out there. And when I showed the footage, everyone asked how I got a permit to shoot those locations in the in in the Grand Canyon and it's not it's right here in Utah it's amazing I've never even heard of Little Grand Canyon I'm going to have to so it's uh, part of the San, it's p- part of the San Rafael swell and if you're uh, you know Price and then Huntington and then Castlebell you can get there from any three of those and it literally you come up on this it's called the wedge it's a specific spot and you'll be blown away by how much it looks like the Grand Canyon it's crazy cool it's just 
300, 800 foot, 1400 foot cliffs in some places. Wow. Little wow. river in the That's bottom. Cool. You can hike all over it. You can camp right on the edge of it. It's amazing. And, and a lot closer than the real Grand Canyon, oh, too. Sure. So, yeah, I never it's heard that, of it either. Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for less, sharing. Less crowded. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 What are you filming down there? Yeah. So, so I made a movie called Resilience in the Last, in the Lost Gems, and it's about a little girl whose family gets hit by a flash flood. And, um, she's stuck there by herself 57 miles from nowhere. And we shot. 45 days, 32 locations all over Utah. A lot of the places no one's ever seen. It's a postcard for Utah. It's actually playing um, next Friday in the uh, Family Film Fest in the Provo at the Covey Art Center at 6.30. And I would highly suggest look it up on IMDb, Resilience in the Lost Gems. And if you're a local Utah person, I bet there's 20, 20 locations you've never even seen, even if you lived here. And it's all within really close you know it's amazing for sure well brian uh, with your permission i'm going to replay this uh call on next week's edition of the movie zone if you wouldn't mind to let everyone uh, hear it again next week absolutely yeah if you guys want to talk i'd love to talk about it it's a really it's a family film but it's an action film i'm a stunt coordinator and this is my first film as a director and i wanted to bring uh family values but in an action way so people that don't normally go to you know, slightly faith-based films or something like that. Mm-hmm. They'll you'll love this. I mean, it's, there's a wolf. We go to Little Sahara, which is another great location, mm-hmm. and then we're that go. We're all over the state. It's really cool. So yeah, I'd love to talk on your show anytime. Want to promote it as much as possible. All right, Brian. We'll be in touch, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Cool. Appreciate Thanks. it. Resilience in the Last Gems. Check it out next week. I like the title. Uh, Little Grand Canyon. You better believe I'm going to go check that out. That looks cool, and it's, yeah, a couple-hour drive, and you're out there. and I've never been to the Grand Canyon. Never been there. I have as a kid, but it was such a long time ago that I didn't really get to experience it, you know, the, the yeah. way you should. And A few summers ago, uh, we went down to Ponderosa Ranch in Zions. Oh, that's nice area. And had a nice yeah. family uh, reunion. Big, giant, luxurious cabins yeah. in beautiful nature. With swimming pool and uh, amenities, but you feel like you're roughing it a little bit, (laughs) even though you're not. It's like a mansion that you're staying in. Uh, But when we were done, my wife and I, we actually, we had planned to go back to work a day earlier than uh, the trip, or the trip ended a day earlier than we had planned. Mm -hmm. And we were looking, well, what should we spend our final day of vacation doing? Do we want to drive home and just relax before we have to go back to work? And I thought, well, you know, the Grand Canyon's only another three and a half hours. And we've never seen the Grand Canyon. Why don't we head on down there? We got two exits down the freeway and decided we were too tired. <laughs> so no, we, drove, we, we, we went far enough. We we've seen <laughs> And I said, I, I swear to you, I'm ashamed of this, but I said it and I meant it. I said, ah, we can YouTube the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I don't need to see the Grand Canyon, uh, but maybe oh, maybe I can make it. Cat. Maybe I can make it to the Little Grand Canyon uh, down by Price. Yeah, thanks to Brian for the call there. That's funny. There you go, Brian Finn, local filmmaker uh, who called into Utah Carson's to explain his movie Resilience and the Last Gems or the Last Spike, depending on where you uh, dial it up. You know what? It's interesting that you bring that up because also near like this the grocery store I go to right by my house, they're filming a movie there, just like. They were filming some scenes in the parking lot the other day. Hmm. Yesterday, I was walking through. They were filming something. I don't know if it's a commercial for the store. Oh, but I but it's pretty elaborate if it's out in the parking lot too. So they're like filming a bunch of scenes there of something. Yeah. I haven't asked about it. So a lot of a lot of local cinema going on around. There really is. The Utah Film Commission is busy, busy, busy. We got to get our uh, pal Virginia back on. Oh, she would love to come on. I think and explain what was go- what's going on and. All the movies coming out here in the state of Utah and being made. 
TV shows, movies, yeah. commercials. It, it all goes through the Utah Film Commission. So let's go. That guy to call in. You also had the visitors at one of your remotes, who's. Uh, kids do right. the did some stunt work for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and yeah. we're hoping to have them on in a month or two. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the the McAllisters, yeah, husband and wife team from Utah that have really made a place and a name for themselves as the one of the some of the top stunt performers in Hollywood, and uh, hopefully we'll get them on uh, pretty soon in the near future for sure. We once saw Kevin Costner's double, you and I. We once did see Kevin Costner's double, which from behind and to the side kind of looked like kevin costner Kinda, yes i was told he was different in personality than kevin costner in a good or bad way uh well that's who's you know the that's good or bad the is relative but yeah. this person thought in a good way ah so. okay cool uh but uh, also i've heard great things about yellowstone season two yes i have too. i've still not quite finished season one but i'll get there i'll get there and we'll uh, talk about it and so much more uh, going forward here on the Movie Zone. All right. Uh, well done, sir. Thanks for talking movies with you me. You as well. I hope thanks you, for uh, covering the big show for I me. I hope you have a wonderful vacation. I don't know if you knew you're covering the big show for me, but... I did learn that, yes. As you did one already. I, I, I did learn that as I was here. So, <laughs> But you know what? We just roll with it around here. Thanks, man. man. Yes. Thanks for rolling with me. Yes. Roll. Roll. Yeah. All right. For Adrian Lizer. I'm Austin Horton. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week here on the Movie Zone. And don't you forget, we're back. Hashtag bald is beautiful.